Note Show. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. Yeah, Happy I, guess, Monday. I guess they're always here. Our in-house yeah. studio audience, they're always here. Grateful for them. I always cheer the same. It's a little weird. Anyways, um, thanks for joining us today. Happy Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever you're watching this. Uh, we've got a great show for us today. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different today. We've got a little bit of a different show, yeah. right, Chris? It's going to yeah. be, you know, but I'm excited for the change. Uh, we've been talking about maybe doing something like this. Uh, Brendan's actually away, so boo, boo. boo. I don't know if we have a no. boo. Yeah, we don't. No, no booze. No, no booze from the all positivity. Today. All positive. Example. Yes, we're all happy <laughs> all the time. Um, but yeah, Brendan's out, so we have a guest in third chair. But before we introduce him, Chris, you had a good weekend. Yeah, it was really it was good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty chill. Yeah. Um, anything exciting? Anything happen? I'm trying to think. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, well, we talked about. I got a sunburn on my head. You got the, a sunburn on your head. Yeah. Right? People don't understand. Stripe. Yeah, just a stripe from just the helmet. From the helmet, yeah, yeah. from biking. So it's really embarrassing. <laughs> so next time you just have to kind of like just sunscreen that <laughs> yeah, stripe. Yeah, one the spot. Strip. Yeah. People don't understand um, the uh, challenges with bald men that we face. It's true. Uh, there's a lot of challenges. Um, you know, for me, when I shaved my head, uh, my hair was like antennas, so like I would avoid hitting my head. <laughs> On things, and now that it's bald, I'm just bonking my head every day. I just have no frame of reference of where things are. So, anyways, if you're bald, shout out, comment below. We hear you, (laughs) we see you, (laughs) and uh, we think you look awesome. Anyways, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Uh, My weekend was pretty good. No sunburns on my head, Um, but um, but it was a good weekend. Full weekend. Uh, Kids had friends' birthday parties. My little boy, he's like starting to get pretty popular. I think. Nice. And so he's getting invited (laughs) to all these birthday parties, which is pretty fun. So we had that, and then my wife, um, you know, next week we're interviewing Ray Comfort, which I'm very excited about. But my wife uh, went to, at our home church, uh, we have put on a clinic on Friday night called Way of the Master, where they go through Ray Comfort's, mm. you know, teachings on evangelism. And then she went on the streets Saturday morning and just went to a park and just shared the gospel and asked questions and handed out tracts. So it was really, really cool. So it was just, a, it was a full weekend, but nice. it was a good weekend. And um uh, I'm excited about today, though. I couldn't sleep yesterday. Oh. I don't know if it was because I was so excited about today or if I'm just getting old and um, I just can't sleep. I don't know. But I'm going to lean towards I'm excited. There you go. Uh, we, have sure a ge- we have a guest in third chair with us, and uh, he's going to be coming every now and then, which I'm really pumped about. And yes, so we, I, we thought we should have a theme song for him just since it's going to be a regular thing. I don't know if I want that or just because I always just picture myself like a WWE wrestler where I walk into a room. <laughs> And with, side with note, spandex or? With, uh, we have in doubt swag. Go to in <laughs> We have uh, wrestling outfits. But uh, no, I um, I remember always doing this at my old church. I would walk into rooms and I'd play oh, the yeah, WWE yeah, yeah. wrestlers theme song, <laughs> and I'd enter. Like before you preached, or just no, no. <laughs> not before I preached. When I led worship, um, <laughs> no, just like walking around. So I like open the door, like play the song, and just open the door, yeah. and I'd walk into like pretty serious meetings not on purpose <laughs> and it was really embarrassing but uh so i thought we need to have third chair theme music like they're wrestlers so uh when you hear this okay yeah. so smooth just hit straight to the soul uh you're gonna know we have uh pastor brent smith from riverside calvary chapel now why did i choose that music buddy <laughs> That is awesome, man. I don't know why you chose that, but I don't know if I would have chosen that for myself. Okay. What now, is going on? So I wanted to do Too Legit to Quit MC Hammer, but oh, we don't man. have the budget for the copyright. That was our last show, Too Legit to Quit. I know. And so I want to do Too Legit, yeah. Too Legit to you, Quit. Boom. When you hear you that, you know. You could have just done that. Am I legally allowed to do that? Maybe not. 
We'll have to run it past our lawyers. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk I to like our that. lawyers on retainer and uh, see if we I like that. that. I think you know what? You know, it's funny. We never talked about this, but I was a huge wrestling fanatic okay. growing up, and I never thought about having a wrestler walkout theme. I think I think I need that. Okay, so the yeah. reason why we chose that song, okay. I was trying to go through a list of like the songs we're allowed to use that are like royalty free. Yeah, and this one was called Riverside. <laughs> It was and so I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's from God. Yeah, I don't know. I but, don't know. Uh, that could go in a lot of different directions. But know that, that I wanted but, too legit to quit. And, okay. I, and I couldn't get that's it. That's awesome. Too but, legit uh, to quit. That's funny that you too were a wrestling fun. fan. I was a huge wrestling fan growing up as a kid. Were you really? Yeah, like The Rock to talk and like, about. you know, oh, The man, Undertaker, I was, Kane. I was, I was back in the day, like even before all okay, those yeah, guys, yeah, man. For like, sure, for sure. I mean, Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper. Yeah, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, man, those yeah. guys were like, oh, <laughs> you know what? And the other weekend, I went to the uh, Cloverdale Rodeo. Okay. I had no idea they were doing like a full wrestling show there. Whoa. So I got to go to a live wrestling show. Have you ever been to a live? I, like, I did. Oh, yeah, I yeah. went once. One time. I went once to just see The Rock. Ultimate Warrior. I just went, oh, wow. Ultimate okay. Warrior. Okay. Did you used to watch came, wrestling? And he yeah. came running out. You did. Yeah, I, was, I was into, I think it's a generational thing. Like yeah. 90s. Be. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Ultimate Warrior came running out to the ring, tripped on some cables, slid along the floor, had the belt on. It was just awesome. Loved it. That was the highlight right there. So I uh, I used to watch all the time, and then I used to thought like the storylines were like so awesome. Yeah, like Vince McMahon, all these different things, whatever. And then I watched it like recently. I was just flipping through. Yeah, I'm like, I wonder what they're doing. I'm like, this is so cheesy. It's so cheesy now. It was not cheesy. No, it was when I was younger, or was it? It. It was not cheesy when I was watching. When you guys <laughs> yeah. were watching, it was starting yeah. to get cheesy. Uh, and I now it's just, out. like, it's just I tuned yeah, out probably. in that era, yeah. and, yeah, now it's even just gone okay, way over the so. top. So, Moral of the yeah. story, it's always cheesy. Always and, cheesy, uh, yeah. yeah. But fun stuff. Anyways, uh, but you had a good weekend. You probably had a busy weekend because you were at that master. Uh, I had a great master. weekend. I went to the evangelism training on yep. Friday yep. and uh, took that in. That's awesome. I love what uh, Way the Master does and mm-hmm. in, in the approach to sharing the gospel. So good. So we yep. had a great group out from our church getting trained about that. And then Saturday actually had a couple of baseball games. We got a church team and uh, played a couple of games and, uh, you know, nursed the muscles after that game. So <laughs> I'm always afraid. I'm afraid to like just run to first base now. I feel like I'm going to pull oh, a hamstring. Okay, so, dude, with my freaking pinched nerve. It's right. Like, that just happened. Hobbling around. I don't here. know how it happened. Yeah. I just like literally had my birthday. Boom. There it goes. Just yeah. changes. So, so now it's like yeah. good weekend. Then my my wife and I went down to the states for the first time in a long time together, and uh, went for a bike ride down to Semiamu oh, and it's had so fun. dinner out there on sunset. It's just beautiful. That's so Met fun. some friends from the states down there. Had a great great weekend. And the church. I mean, church is always the best part of the weekend. So yes. Church We're is blessed. I, I have to say that because he's my pastor. Imagine, <laughs> like, you know what? I dread the days. Yes, yes. Counting down. Oh, crap. It's Sunday. Sunday. No, I'm just kidding. Man, um, I have to go. Oh. No, it was a great message yesterday. Cool. I will say it in front of oh. everybody. Uh, it was actually really good. <laughs> and I want to talk a little bit about what you talked about yesterday. Cool. Um, just want to remind you guys uh, again, uh, every Monday we air at 10 a.m., but uh, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, do all those things. I think talking about Christian content and being overtly Christian, we're probably getting, you know, pretty far back on the algorithms. And so by sure. liking, subscribing, doing all those things, I think it just helps us get the message of truth out there. Absolutely. Because I think uh, the word is in desperate need of truth. And, uh, oh, I think I'm just here. Did you guys oh. hear that? I think it's breaking news. We have breaking news. All right, 
So this is actually crazy. This just in. Okay. Like I'm wow, just getting this on my on my ear on my earbuds. I have earbuds inside my headphones. This is like separate. Yeah, yeah. It's a big leak right now. You guys aren't sparing any expense. No, this is this is legit. So I just heard right now that on Amazon. This is true. Um, okay, the reality is the occult is being glamour, glamorized. Glamorized? Yeah, glamorized. glamorized that's, sure. That's the word. I'll use that. Yeah, yeah. That's the word. Yeah. It's getting yeah. like popular. Yeah, it is. In a glamorous way. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so people are just dabbling with spiritual things and kind of it's in TV shows, all that kind of stuff. So this just in Amazon.com, uh, they have a Christian Ouija board. Get out of here. How does that work? It's a, I've not heard it's about this. It's a legitimate Christian Ouija board. It's for Christian people, and it looks what? like it's targeted towards children and young adults. You're kidding. And so that's why this is... Um, that is truly breaking news. I'm going to show you guys the picture here. and We're going to show the picture on the screen here. Mateo could put that up, but I'm not lying. Here it is. There it is. The Holy Spirit board. It's called the Holy Spirit board? The Holy Spirit so wait, board. Do they, oh my goodness. Do they actually say Ouija at all with it? Or? No. No, okay. So no, it says the Holy Spirit be, board, yeah. and it says communicate directly with Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness. Um, what were we doing before that? I, I don't do, know. Not, I never had a board. Yep. I, I never had a board. I've been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> Christian religious talking board. Wow. Okay, so really, get the answers you need. This is the description. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Get the answers you need. The Holy Spirit Board can answer all the, of life's most important questions straight from the man himself. Oh, oh, my goodness. Huge 12 by 18 inch game board. Huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> huge. It's going to be huge. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with beautiful artwork featuring the crucifixion and the angels of heaven. <laughs> what? Beautiful golden oh, magic cross. Uh, with pl- magic pl- golden cross. What's it called? Plank planchetti. What is that? I, I might be saying it wrong. It's the do thing they, that they use. Do they actually put their hands oh. on a thing? And, they put their and hands. It, supposed to move around. Yes, that big oh, cross. Oh my goodness! It's the cross. Oh, it's the cross now. Yeah, it's okay. the cross. Oh my. Perfect for churches, prayer groups, oh, or just goodness. getting together with friends. Unlike other spirit boards, this one will never contact evil ghosts or demons. So you can ask your questions wow. with an assurance. And a sense of safety. Is this How is this they, not Babylon B? This sounds like a Babylon yeah, B article. Legitimately, right? It's legitimately. Yeah. Let's see how many ratings it got. Can they guarantee wow. any of that stuff? Thirty ratings. Thirty. It's ratings. rated four point three out of five. <laughs> well, that's got a good rating. That's first rating is from Anton Levey, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah thumbs up. For, thumbs first up one is jo- Joseph. <laughs> Joseph gives a little rating here. Um, I challenge you to read the four gospel chapters of the Bible before purchasing this. <laughs> he, gave it a, he gave it a one. He gave it a one. Yeah, right. Oh, Good. my um, goodness. Oh, and then another person won. This is divination. It's disguised Ouija. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Good. Okay. Yeah. People are speaking truth into that. There you it's go. Good. But who's the... Fi- okay, this... Wow, this person, top reviewer. Someone in America. The other ones were of Canadians, course. so obviously... Yeah. <laughs> you know. that's, that's good. Uh, direct line to Jesus. Got this as a last resort because I'm in dire need to speak to Jesus. That's actually really sad. Wow. And he seemed to be avoiding all my prayers. After mm. setting it up at one minute and 16 seconds, I made contact. Oh, my it's goodness. It's been a while now, and I feel that we are connecting so well. I asked him to move in with me yesterday, and now he seems <laughs> to be avoiding me again. Did I, <laughs> did I come on too strong? Oh, that's getting a little did creepy. Did he find someone else? Am I too clingy? I wish he would tell me what's wrong. That's actually oh really, that's goodness. actually really that's sad. sad. It is sad. Yeah, yeah. That's really sad. It, but it it reveals, doesn't it, that there's a hunger out there to <sighs> hear from God, yeah. but they're going yeah. about it all the wrong ways. And and we, I think we kind of 
foster that too much by all this, you know, revelation and new revelation that people claim to have mm-hmm. instead of just going to the word of God and yeah. letting God speak to us. Yeah. That's how he reveals himself. And so it's sad that there's a, a market for something like that. I mean, and reviews like it has like <laughs> yeah. a bunch of reviews that are actually five star. And I, I wanted to read some of the views cause I thought it'd be funny. And now yeah. I mean, I'm like, this is actually like almost going to make well, me hard to tell yeah, yeah. if he was being serious or not. But wow. I mean, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> That's that's actually crazy, oh, man. That's that is crazy. really bizarre. But this is the reality. So, how do we tell? Should we tell people what? What, what do we tell people who are dabbling with a Holy Spirit board? To throw it out <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. away. Uh, I mean, we. You take that huge yeah. eighteen by twelve board, man, and Absolutely. you just rip it up. I it. mean, I, I think you can definitely say it's a spirit board. But what spirit are you going to be hearing from, right? Yeah. And I think that's the way that the enemy loves to come in and deceive and mm-hmm. and masquerade as an angel of light and. And uh, I think there's certainly opening the door for something to happen. But people just need to see that, you know, God has already given us his word. Yeah. And and we just need to stand upon it, live by it, and get into the word of God, the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're going to hear from the Lord. He's going to speak to you. Yeah. And so, you know, like I said, I mean, it, it certainly reveals there's a, uh, a market for that. There's a, Mm. there's a hunger for that. Um, but people are going about it all the wrong way, sadly. Yeah, it's true. People are hungry. Yep. People are hungry and they're searching. And um, uh, it actually reminds me, I wasn't planning to talk about this, but a few weeks back, uh, my wife and I went to Jordan Peterson yeah. and Abbotsford Entertainment Center. Oh, and yeah, I was very curious. That, yeah. you know, my wife I, went to that too. Did, did she? Yeah. Yeah. And I was really curious. I like. I mean, the guy's obviously a genius. When he speaks, it kind of goes over my head. It actually goes around my head, sucker punches me in the forehead because yeah. uh, he's just a very, it's, very smart man. Yeah. But um. You know, I always watch just like the little clips of Jordan Peterson. I haven't yeah. like heard him talk for two and a half hours. So um, <laughs> so I was just very curious and we thought, okay, this guy's obviously a huge voice in today's culture. Yeah. This is history. Like we have to go sure. in our neighborhood. So we went and we're on the drive back and my wife just asked me, like, if you can just describe the whole night in one word, what mm. would it be? And for some reason, the word that just came out right away was sad. Hmm. I was actually kind of sad. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, he's speaking a lot of truth and he has a lot of wisdom and insight. He's obviously a very, very smart man. But just the idea of behavior modification is kind of the pathway to hope. And yeah. and he talks about manifesting and it's like some some interesting practices along that way. And so I was just sad because the room was packed of like 6,000 people, many young adults who are dressed really nice. Yep. And like excited about this, you know, this yeah. opportunity, and um, and they're leaving still with a hopeless message, right? Absolutely. And but they're hungry, just like this reviewer. They're so hungry yeah. for truth and for a connection and for understanding. And I guess I was just sad that this building is sure packed with them. And, and that's really interesting, isn't it? Because here's Jordan Peterson, like you say, who's a voice right now in the culture that has got a, a large following. I yes. mean, there's a yeah. lot of people that are listening up because there's that vacuum of there being some kind of solid, substantial. Mm-hmm. Th- and he does have a lot of interesting things to share, but he's missing it by just a little bit because yeah. the ultimate truth and only, um, you know, real solution for man's problem is Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, that's the key. And so he gave a lot of great points and a lot of great things. Okay, how to love your wife well. Okay, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. Like, keep it playful, keep it fun, go yeah. on dates. Okay, that's really good practical information for married couples. 
but he's just missing that one thing. Yeah. And it's the most important piece. Most important piece. Yeah. The puzzle won't be solved. That's right. Unless that piece is in. That's good. That's and, good um, and, and it just made me sad that people are coming there just taking it all in. And then they're going to go leave yeah. and just do this behavior modification. Yeah. And, and I'm not opposed to becoming a better person. I'm not saying, you know, don't do that. But it's just not the pathway to hope and peace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's why I love the show here, bro. You're doing a, a great job of just being that voice and presenting truth in this day. Praise God, I man. think you're going to be the new Jordan Peterson. Okay. There you go. Oh, uh, okay. That... I better get smarter okay. and talk like Kermit the Frog. Oh. <laughs> Just maybe maybe a suit. Maybe a suit. Would I, need, I, yeah. should, I should at least clean up yeah, a little grab bit. Maybe clean up a little bit. For your... Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe, sleeveless. Uh... Maybe something like that could help. <laughs> yeah. but otherwise, you're doing pretty good. Uh, praise the Lord. Well, I think... Uh, I think this should transition quite well. So the show's going to look a little different today. We're not having like a specific segment where we're going into an interview with someone on Zoom or someone in person. Uh, the interview is kind of just incorporated in today's episode. So it's just going to be a time where we just can hang out. Chris could ask questions to you. We're just going to have a good time. But cool. I think it's a good segue into a Dangerous Doctrines uh, because um, people are looking for truth and a lot of people are preaching not truth. So let's do Dangerous Doctrines. Looks like it's time for d- d- Dangerous Doctrines. Okay. D- okay. D- dangerous Doctrines. Um, this is going to be a good one. Um, there's uh, there's actually two Dangerous Doctrines I want to go through okay. today. So we have time, though. I Great. think it's going to be good. All right. uh, the first one is um, I've been seeing Bible teachers, I use that term loosely, <laughs> um, <laughs> I should be careful, <laughs> talking about this idea that um, Jesus... His work on the cross basically wasn't enough and that he actually went to hell for three days. He fought for three days, actually got saved in hell. I don't know, Maybe some of you have never even heard this theology, but a lot of people mm. are preaching something similar, that he had to go to hell three days. And then when he was raised, you know, everything was officially completed. And so I have a couple of quotes uh, from some of these uh, quote unquote preachers. So here's one of them. By his, by his grace, because of the blood of Jesus, because of the great resurrection, the result of his going to hell on our behalf, suffered there beyond human concept. Jesus volunteered to go to hell. And I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. Ain't nobody ever got out of there, is what he said. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Another quote, Jesus became sin. Now he's in the pit of hell. He's down there. He's in there suffering like no man has ever suffered. Death and all of hell's whatever have piled up on him and they're attacking him, basically trying to annihilate this one called the Son of God. Um, so I saw these preachers preaching yeah. this and I realized, okay, this is actually a pretty popular um, theology in like the prosperity, word of faith yep. movement. Absolutely. I think a lot yep. of them believe this is kind of the reality that Jesus yep. went down. But I just have some questions. And number one, you know, Jesus's words on the cross, he said, it is finished. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, yeah. oh, we're just stay, getting started. Yeah, stay, stay, tuned. Tuned. stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'm going to go fight More the good come. fight. Right. More to come. Yeah. Um, it seems like the atoning work was done. Absolutely. So walk us through where they even maybe get some of this teaching or are there, is there anything in scripture that kind of point to him well, actually going to hell? There are scriptures, of course, that, that they will kind of take and use. But the problem is with many, you know, in this camp of the, the word faith camp, prosperity preachers, is they twist scriptures yeah. around to make it fit or say what their 
trying to say with their theology and, and with their teaching. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's in the Apostles' Creed, you know, that Jesus mm-hmm. went to hell. Now, I've heard some say that uh, Wayne Gruden, for instance, says um, that that wasn't actually in the original Apostles' Creed that, mm. that got added. Uh, I'm not an, an expert on that exactly when that kind of came in, but um, this gets tied into what we read in the Apostles' Creed, that Jesus, you know, went to hell. Now, um, I don't know why a teacher in the word faith camp would need Jesus to go to hell. Like, what is the purpose of that? Other than to suffer uh, more for sin, to, to pay this ultimate price. But the fact is that Jesus already did that in his suffering leading up to the cross, being crucified on the cross, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a spear thrust in his side. I mean, Jesus already suffered, died. And like you said, so fittingly, I mean, he proclaimed, it is finished. Yeah. And then into your hands, I commit my spirit, Father. So Jesus, you know, had paid the ultimate price there mm-hmm. on the cross. Now, we have scriptures, for instance, um, uh, I'll read like Ephesians um, 4. So here's here's a couple passages that uh, some of these teachers would take to try to, you know, fit this teaching around. Uh, so Ephesians 4 verse 9, now this, he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? And he, speaking of Jesus, who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things, and he himself gave son to be apostles, goes on to, to give that passage there then. So so it talks about him uh, descending in lower parts of the earth. Now, one thing, and, and feel free to interject any time here, but uh, one thing I think that uh, people fail to really realize is that um, when we're talking about hell, typically we're referring to the lake of fire, which yes. is a coming uh, place of, of doom and eternal punishment. Nobody's in the lake of fire right now. The lake of fire is empty, but that is the final place of, of the damned in a sense. And so right now, those that die are in a place called Hades. Yeah. Um, now, Jesus talked about this in Luke 16 with the, the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man went into Hades after his death, and it says that uh, Lazarus went into Abraham's bosom. So it was as though this place of the dead was compartmentalized, divided into two compartments, mm. Hades and um, Abraham's bosom. And Hades was a place of torment. The rich man's asking and pleading for some mm-hmm. to even dip their finger in water and, and give it. Whereas in Abraham's bosom, this is the place that those that died in faith of God's promises still to be realized in and through Jesus Christ was there in, in a waiting period, in a sense. And then we know um, as Jesus descended, it it would seem, and you can have differing views and interpretations of Scripture, it was as though he was proclaiming now that uh, the work is done, the work is complete. The promise that you've been waiting for has now mm. arrived. Mm. And, it, and it says there uh, also that he, uh, and it's quoting uh, a passage in the Old Testament that in Ephesians 4, verse 8, when he ascended on high, he led captivity, captive led captivity free and gave gifts to men. So it's as though he emptied Abraham's bosom and said, just as he said to the thief on the cross, today mm. you'll be with me in paradise. Mm. It's interesting, Jesus didn't say to the thief on the cross, 
I'll see you in hell. It's like, you know, <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing? Hey, remember me, Jesus. Yeah, I'll see you in hell, right? Like, or Jesus, at least say, hey, you go to paradise. I'll be there in th- a couple of days. Yeah, I just in, need yeah, to take care days, of, yeah. I just got to take days, care of a couple of things. Yeah, I'll be there yeah. soon. But no, today, yeah. you'll be with me in paradise. Yeah. Jesus didn't ascend into hell. Uh, Jesus didn't have to suffer any longer. He'd already completed the work very yeah. clearly yeah. on the cross. Yeah. Uh, but now Hades is filled with those that died apart from faith in God. And that's why Revelation says that in the end, at that last judgment, that death and Hades is going to give up the dead and it's going to be cast into the lake of fire. Mm. So um, so those that have died uh, with faith in God's promises before Jesus, were in Abraham's bosom, but we believe has been emptied out. Jesus yeah. led them free, yeah. just as the thief on the cross would be with Jesus in paradise. Yeah. That's so good, man. It's so good. And, and I heard uh, some of these teachers as well talking about how, like, when Jesus was in hell, he was the first reborn man. Yeah, yeah. That There's Jesus one... had to become saved. Yeah, that Jesus had to be born again. Yeah, he was the uh, first born of the dead. And, and just, uh, <laughs> it's ludicrous. And again, the... Uh, purpose for saying or the objective that they're trying to reach in saying something like that is just over my head. Yeah. It, it's beyond me. I don't even know why yeah. they would need to proclaim that. It's so crazy. And so I feel like... Other than to say, and I'll throw this out there, this has just popped into my head. Do it. Other than to say, Jesus himself had to go through this to be now uh, born again and to reach that status because what a lot of people will say in in these camps again is that we ourselves can become like God in a sense. And so if Jesus had to go through these same things and now ascend as God, well, we too can now do it. If he had to be born again Mm -hmm. and become God, we too can now be born again Mm -hmm. and become like God or a God. And and some of them will will proclaim these kinds of truths that that we have a little God in us, that we have this, this seed of deity that, just needs to be released. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that once on a dangerous yeah. doctrine, like yeah. little, yeah, little God theology. And yeah, again, that's theology. all word of faith kind of yeah. prosperity camp. Absolutely. Or they talk about we are little gods. So, like I am. A so God. to say something like that, Jesus had to go through this, had to be born again. Well, if he had to go through all that, there's hope for you too. You can be just like that as well. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Crazy, it's, isn't it's, it? It's crazy. And I, I honestly don't know how <laughs> people listen to these people, but they're so popular. Like millions yeah, and millions and millions of followers. That's the grievous thing for me is to see how many people follow along with yeah, that. Yeah. But again, because they're not in the Word, they're not getting the truth, they're reaching for something that's going to yeah. help them, make them feel good, give yeah. them hope, and sadly, it's it's false promises. It's false promises. I remember even hearing one guy in this camp when I was kind of looking through different theologies to choose for dangerous doctrines, which there's a lot of options, um, which is sad. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, he was talking about how Jesus or God can't give or take life. Yeah. Like he can't do it. Wow. Like he said he can't do it because now there's like this law where God can't intervene with humanity anymore. So he said when we pray, we're actually uh, giving God permission to kind of enter into (laughs) humanity and do whatever we say. Wow. Like they just say that. And then he said God can't give or take life because... Um, we read through scripture, life is in life and death is in the tongue. Yeah. And guess whose tongue? Your tongue. Your tongue yeah. My tongue. Yeah. So we have the ability to give life and to and, take and life. to speak these things into existence, yeah. right? Yeah. Crazy. My goodness. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, so that's one thing. So so are we saying then that 
obviously Jesus didn't go into the lake of fire, but that he did descend to Hades? Well, again, that's, you know, in the good side up for interpretation. Now, uh, I I think, I I think he certainly, um, I would, I would say that he proclaimed this truth and kind of let people see and know, man, the the promise has arrived. First Peter, uh, chapter three says again, that he, um, preached to the spirits in in prison. Some would say this Hmm. is again at that time after his death that he, proclaim this truth. Some believe he's speaking to um, certain uh, fallen angels that were in a specific place of mm. imprisonment kept for, you know, uh, end days. Uh, so again, there's different interpretations there mm. on that, but some would claim First Peter 3 as being that Jesus spoke to those that were, um, you know, in that place of Abraham's bosom and released them um, and, yeah. uh, and set them free. But again, Jesus is... is omnipresent, right? It's not that he's uh, just one place and that's it, that that there's this omnipresence. So uh, it could be that, you know, here he is, he's in heaven, he's he's with the Father, but he's proclaiming this truth now mm. that's taken place. And so, mm. um, so I, I hold those things kind of, you know, not dogmatically, yeah, like this yeah. is what happened, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I read that the Bible says he descended the lower parts of the earth, and I believe it's to free those that were waiting mm. for that promise to be mm. delivered. And he wow. was that promise. It always blows my mind when people say, oh, I don't like reading the Bible. It's boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This oh is my. like, yeah. honestly, the most action-packed, amazingly, Woo. like, and alive, living and active, and it yeah. penetrates and it changes. And you can read the same story a hundred times and be blessed in a different way because it's alive. It is so yeah. exciting. Man. God's Word is just fun, man. It's, it's so exciting so cool. and so life-giving. Yeah, Praise it God. is. Actually, that brought up a thought uh, that I've heard Dr. John talk about before, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, another sort of in the camp of this idea with hell, people saying that hell is hell because it's away from Jesus's presence. Yeah. Oh. And that's also a very common misconception yep. of what it is. But like you said, he's omnipresent. Yep, he's omnipresent. He's, he's there as well. Where, where can um, I go from the Spirit of the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. The psalmist says, and it's yeah. even in the place of... Uh, of Sheol, Sheol, which is which Hades. Is Hades. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you're there, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Bible. I think that's I why the there's going to be such torment is because they know the existence of God. Yeah. And it's like, I missed it. Oh. I, I, I failed to believe, you know, that truth. Mm. I rejected it. And here I am now suffering because I rejected him. And they know the existence of God. Man. Yeah. Oh man, um, that's very insightful though, and I never thought about that reality. But that is mm-hmm. another yeah. misconception, and so we encourage you to be in your Bibles. The Absolutely. Bible is the best book, <laughs> and the only book that is alive. And um, we encourage you to do that because it just gives life and it feeds your soul. Um, we're going to be transitioning into kind of our topic for today. We want to talk about generosity, and. Um, I thought one more dangerous doctrine just on this prosperity movement because they have a different twist on generosity. And I kind of wanted to walk through that. And this is a good time to also let you know that uh, for the month of June, it's our fiscal year end. And so we're going to give you tons of opportunities to be generous. Um, You don't know, but behind the camera, we have one of our camera guys turning the camera on and off on a different camera because it overheats. And so you can contribute financially and we will not be at risk of fire. Um, but, but, uh, no, we, uh, we do encourage you, you can go to in doubt, 
ca and it's uh i think it's donate on the top bar there and uh but that's for the whole month of june but uh, we want to talk about prosperity gospel again yeah. and i'm going to read you a couple quotes and then we'll just talk about a biblical perspective of generosity what does it look like and how can we live that out uh so quote number one there's three quotes i love that scripture that says when you help those in need you are lending to the lord and he will repay you that is what you do each week or every time you give. You are lending to God and God will repay you. That's one quote. Quote number two, you see God is my business partner and my giving to him is his cut. And if I rip off his cut, why should he bless me? I started giving on that level so that God would owe me. Wow. Wow. Ouch. Okay, and, then, and then it's kind of quiet in the room and he says, Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying, do you? You can't even handle that. Stuff. Okay. Giving on Ouch. the level where I put God in debt and God said, I'll owe no man. So I started giving on the money that I wanted to make. I started giving on the deals that hadn't closed yet. And God had to open up the windows of heaven and pull out a blessing because God wasn't going to be in debt to me. That's quote two. Wow. Last quote. The Bible talks about giving and receiving. This one's really yep. funny. God has taught me by studying the word that receiving, another way to say it is receipting. Ah. Receipting. Right. So the word receiving means receipting. So it's said that when you give, you get a receipt in heaven so that when you have a need, you can then go with your receipt and say, see God, I got my receipt from my sewing and now I have a need and I'm cashing out I'm my cashing receipt. cashing it in. What? Cashing Man. in my receipt. I missed some of those yesterday. Those would have been helpful. Yeah, that was. Yeah, <laughs> Pastor Brett spoke on generosity uh, yesterday at church, and I just thought, yeah. okay, we need to walk through a wow. biblical generosity. There's a lot of people who think if you sow, yep. you're going to get back financially from some of these prosperity teachers. Yeah. And I know you mentioned you've been looking through your Bible for this. I've been, I, I yeah, the prosperity gospel, man, sounds exciting. I love it. I would be like, <laughs> I'm like, Bring yeah, bring it on. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I'll take it. If I give, I'm gonna get back. I like that. The problem is, it's just not in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And I've looked hard. I've looked hard. You I want it, it to be true. I yeah. would like it to be true. I'm like, yeah. Lord, please give me something to go with this, and I can't find it in Dang the Bible. It. Dang it. And the way again that they just kind of twist scriptures around to be very. And here's the problem: is it becomes very self-serving. Mm -hmm. It's all about my personal gain my personal blessing my own consumption of things and and the gospel they twist around to be all about you you become the center mm. of that gospel message mm -hmm. within that prosperity teaching and word faith and that is so wrong because jesus says listen if anyone wants to come after me let him do it let him deny himself take up his cross daily and follow me mm -hmm. in other words man it's not about you you mm -hmm. got to learn to lay yourself down yeah and learn to live in Christ and make Jesus it. He's yeah. the one that we're living for. And he is not just who we're living for. He's our life, right? Yeah. yeah. And and we trust that he's going to take care of us. He's going to provide. Yeah. But he does it in a way for his glory and not our yeah. benefit. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. But his glory always becomes to our benefit because that's what we live for, right? Yeah. Our very lives exist for the glory of God. So if he's being glorified, then that's going to be to my blessing. Yeah. And if he can be glorified through my... Um, trusting in him through my dark days, my days of poverty, if he can be glorified through it, then yep. then so be it. That's yep. going to be to my blessing then. Yep. And you talked about it's like it's not bad to be wealthy. No. 
It's not bad. Like I, I see a lot of people kind of go the opposite direction and just really, really yeah. preach poverty. Mm. And like they have, you know, raggedy clothes and they kind of boast sure. about the uh, poverty that they're living yeah. because that's godly. But I don't think, I think they're both just two extremes. God, yeah, it is two extremes. And God does, you're right, it's not wrong to have money. I've often said, and you've probably heard it from others too, but it's not wrong to have money as long as money doesn't have you. As long mm. as you don't become a slave to that, where that becomes your kind of sole pursuit in life is mm. more and more. See, God God gifts and blesses people with mm-hmm. money. There are people that are very wealthy because God has enabled them to mm-hmm. be wealthy. And for those of you that are watching the show right now, God would just have, oh, is that the right time to say that? Sorry. You, you I, could pitch it, yeah. I could pitch it, okay. <laughs> if you for those so, of you that are if gifted, you so. <laughs> for those of you that are gifted with finances, because, If you no, so today. Um, here you a, go. And uh, Get so, a free uh, green <laughs> handkerchief that you can you wave go. and there you uh, go. people are here. Uh, like, but God God has blessed people. And there, are, there are, are many people that have been very wealthy, but wise with their money and use their money, mm-hmm. not for personal benefit, but to see just the, the work of the Lord yeah. unfold in different ministries. They've they blessed ministries. They're not doing so for their own you know, personal gain yeah. and glory. It's all for the yeah. Lord. And so, yeah. yeah, it's not wrong to have yeah. money, but yeah. to be good stewards of it. And that's the thing. And we do recognize that everything yeah. we have is from God, right? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes down from the Father of lights. And so we recognize He is the one that gives us all that we need, and He's entrusted us to be stewards of it. Yeah, And it's all His. It's all His. I think just getting a perspective. And that's like the tying thread through all those quotes is they're coming from the perspective of, Oh, this is my money. Yeah. I'm giving it to God. I'm yeah. lending it to God. When yeah. it's I'm giving other him way his around. Cut. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, God's actually giving it to you. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. These are God's resources. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's like it's completely backwards. It's completely backwards. And and um, you know, we always try to like when we pray with the kids or whatever, we just remind them, like, you know, we're using God's dishwasher, mm-hmm. we're using God's house, we're in God's car, we're driving, you know, the food you're eating is God. Like everything nice. we have. And my yeah. son was driving us because we were talking about that on the way to his birthday party he was going to. And he's like, wait, so does God own that airplane? I'm like, yep. And he starts like naming, obviously, for the <laughs> hour drive, every single thing he sees. Yeah. But it's like, yes, that's awesome. yes, that's his. Yes, that everything is yeah. God's. And I love what you said in your message yesterday. It's like, don't give to get, give because you already got. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like, it's like he's given us everything he's, in Christ. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is, is what's your motivation, right, in giving and what they do in these in these false teachings, these dangerous yes. doctrines, yeah. is they make it all about you give because now your motivation is what it's going to do for you in the sense of what you're going to get back yeah. now. Yeah. And um, and what happens in that is that you make God the responder. We make ourselves the initiator. We're going to initiate something, and God now has to respond to us. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem in a lot of false teachings is that we put God on the other side where now we do something and God has to act, that God yeah, is indebted yeah. to us. God is always the initiator. He's mm. God of all good things. He's the one that always is the one doing, and we're the ones that are responding in our worship, even in worship. Sometimes we worship in a way where we're trying to incite a response from God. Mm. If I do this this way, if I if I 
say this many hallelujahs, if I sing really loud, God's going to respond now. No, we're worshiping because God's already initiated such blessing upon us, and we're now responding to Mm -hmm. what God's already done. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to get God to do something, Mm -hmm. same in our giving. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to get God to do something, it's because God's already done everything for us. And now we're responding to what he's done in our giving and and in our acts of worship. And that's what giving really is. It's just an act of worship before God. Yeah. And so where do they get this twisted? Like, like I know there's obviously a certain passages where they just kind of twist. Like even we were talking about yesterday in church, like the sowing of the seed, like they take the sowing of the seed and reaping financial reward. Yeah. And that's, and that's just it, right? They use, they use scripture like this, right? So we were looking at, at, at 2 Corinthians 9, 6, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, mm-hmm. uh, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So now they they twist that around to, uh, again, make this about material blessings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul's not saying this is just materially. This, is, this can be materially, it can be spiritually. Mm-hmm. But again, when you twist it around to say, this is what God has to do now, and and when you give, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be rich. And and in the whole prosperity gospel, where mm-hmm. it's all about wealth and health, they make it all about you have to sow into this mm-hmm. to get this in return. Yeah. So unless you're sowing, you're not going to be reaping. But again, they make it all about a personal yeah. uh, gratification, a personal blessing. This It makes it all about yeah. you. You're the one that's going to, and it's not just to them, uh, reaping spiritually, it's all about reaping materially. Yeah, and and they, you know, and, and like we said yesterday, they're going to give you opportunity to sow that seed by saying, "Sow into our ministry." Here you go, and God's going to bless you. Meanwhile, yeah. they're the ones that are prospering and being blessed, and yeah. people are just sowing into their poverty because they're giving to the wrong things here. It's and so with sad. The wrong motive. Yeah. It's so sad because there's a lot of people who do it. And I wonder for the people who have like honest hearts who don't know what they're doing is sowing into false teaching. Yeah. I pray God still blesses them, man, even yeah. just in their lives. Yeah. 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 And yeah. again, that's where it, it does come down to the heart and your motive for it, right? Yeah. And and uh we pray and trust some are doing so with the right motives yeah. and purposes. Yeah. Um but my goodness, I don't want to be uh anywhere around these guys on that day of judgment when they stand before God for what they've done and what, how they've led people astray. Sheesh. My goodness. Yeah, that's going to be a scary time for them. It's going to be a very scary time for them. <laughs> I heard one of them say, like, and again, it's always about like we're the focus and we're inviting God in to respond to our, yeah. you know, uh, we're initiating. And uh, I remember hearing one guy when I was looking through this, actually, and he said, um, you know, People get mad at God when things go bad, as if God is in control of everything. And then he's like, and then he says, "That's not even in the Bible. This is a huge oh my preacher. Goodness. This yes. is a huge preacher who yeah. said this." And then another another video clip of him saying, "And then we can talk about the sovereignty of God, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard." Right. And I'm like, oh. people don't believe that he's in control. He, he's in control. People yeah. think that he's always responding, and we're initiating because we're in control. Yeah. That's right. the foundation of all these things. Yeah. And it's just they, like they make themselves the God. I yes. mean, that's the crazy thing. Yeah. That we're the ones that call the shots. We're the ones that are gonna control what we get, how things are gonna play out in our lives. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's so ludicrous. So what does it look like then for our listeners and watcher or viewers who are watchers? 
Um, <laughs> okay. This That's, is uh, we don't edit, folks. This no. is those are the ones playing with the Holy Spirit board. There. The watchers, the yeah, watchers. they're the watchers. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> just sitting in the back. Or they're the, the ones coming the out of the Holy Spirit oh, board. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Oh, dear okay, Lord. we'll leave that alone. Uh, yeah, right. dear Lord. <laughs> we got to. Okay. okay. Um, but uh, what does biblical generosity look like? And we walked through it yesterday in church, and I'd love you to almost kind of just re- retell us today who were not there. But yeah. what does it look like to have? A biblical generous when we read through second Corinthians nine. Yeah, you know, I think as we as we look through this, I mean the whole context of this is um in, in Second Corinthians eight and nine is Paul's addressing the church in Corinth about, you know, this offering that those around Corinth and those in Macedonia wanted to bring an offering to help the church in Jerusalem who was going through persecution. Uh, they were going through famine, there were trials that was uh hitting this, you know, early church and um, they want to bless other believers and uh, help them. And so they're giving to the work of the Lord in, in in order to provide for these people. And so that's the context in all this. And Paul's encouraging them to continue on and, and to do so very generously. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it becomes that act of worship. It's giving not to get. It's giving because you got. And recognizing what we have in the Lord and through the Lord and our motivation in giving being simply that God, everything I have is yours. You've entrusted me with this. And I can think of no better way to be good stewards of this money than to give back to you what is already yours Mm -hmm. to use for your purposes. It's not to be used for my purposes. It's to be used for your purposes. And so we give uh, in faith in the right way saying, Lord, I want this money to be used uh, for your purpose to be continuing to go out for ministries to continue to be able Mm -hmm. to uh, carry out, you know, the gospel message to a world that so desperately needs to hear mm-hmm. that. And so just having that generosity and knowing, I mean, there are many passages. We looked at some in, in Proverbs that that talk about how when you give, there will be blessing. Yeah. But again, we're not looking to assume now that when we give, it's going to be returned back to us in a financial way. Yeah. And there's going to be blessing. We just trust and know that yeah. God's going to um, you know, take care of us. Now, why does God ask us to give? We can look at that and go, what's the point of that? God's not broke. God's not mm. looking for a handout. God's not in need. Yeah. But what giving does is it becomes a very big indicator of where our heart is at. Just like Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, right, verses uh, 19 and 20, where your treasures, there your heart will be also. Mm. And so when we have a loose grip on our finances and say, Lord, I want to be generous, yeah. uh, we're saying, I'm trusting you, God. I'm trusting you that my dependency is not on my paycheck, not on my bank account, my dependency is ultimately on you. Hmm. And I know that as I give, uh, you're going to take care of me in whatever way that looks like, whatever blessing, whether that's, again, spiritual, material, whatever it is. And we know that others are going to be blessed through it, right? And here's the model that we have is that God is a giving God, Hmm. right? Uh, and And that's the beauty of 2 Corinthians 9 is because Paul ends on this note after he's encouraging the church about giving and following through. He says, thanks be to God for his indescribable mm. gift. I mean, Paul can't even put into words how awesome the gift that we've received from God, which is ultimately, I believe, speaking of Jesus Christ yeah. and the fact that Jesus 
has saved us, forgiven us of our sin. He's brought us into the family of God with uh, hope of eternal life. I mean, we're blessed already. Yeah, yeah. And God's a giving God. For God so the world that he gave mm-hmm. his only begotten son. Mm. So God's already shown us the model of how he's a generous, giving yeah. God. And we get to just, again, come alongside God and uh, and partner with the work that God's doing yeah. for his glory, not for our benefit. Yeah. Even though we know as we give, and you're gonna be blessed. You're gonna be blessed. You're gonna be blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't count how many stories in my own life personally when Michelle and I decide, okay, we're gonna sacrificially give here or do this or that. I just, and again, we didn't do it for the motive of I can't wait to get back, yeah. whatever. But God always takes care of us. He always takes care of us, even if it doesn't make sense. I know my dad always tells me, like, <laughs> you know, when people complain about giving ten percent, it's like I can't even live off hundred percent. How are you expecting yeah. me to live off ninety yeah. when I could barely survive in a hundred? Right. But it's like, but God's math is not it's a different calculator. Yeah, uh, he just it doesn't add up. It, it, it's true, and yeah. it just in in ways like I I remember, um, you know, when I I was uh, serving in a church as a youth pastor, and you know, I was in a in a full time position there, and I I had resigned from the church to go and help uh, with a new church plant, um, and it was new church plant, so it was. A no-paying position. I was like, I'm coming in. I was invited to come and be the associate pastor there, and and so um, I left a, a paid position to go to a no-paid position. Hmm. And uh, a lot of people were looking at me, going, hmm. um, "This is not wise. What are you doing? This is yeah. not smart." We were just expecting our firstborn uh, son, and um, so it was a big, you know, period in our lives um, of change. And here I am, giving up, you know, a paycheck in a sense, and the Lord really kind of prompted my heart and and just said, what are you trusting in? Is it mm. your paycheck or is it me? And that mm. hit me. I was like, mm. Lord, I've, I've been trusting my paycheck. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to take a step of faith and trust you. Yeah. And so we we moved to a new area. We're starting with this new church plant. And I remember one day, uh, not too far into it, I'm sitting there and I'm, I, I'm you know, getting dressed. And I'm going, man, I'm like out of socks. I need some socks, man. Lord, I need socks. And, and then that day, I got a letter in the mail saying there was a package waiting for us no at the way. train station. I'm like, at the train station? Is there even train stations it's around? It's a scam, buddy. It was Run, weird, it's right? It's a scam. And so I'm like, okay. So my <laughs> wife and I went, we drove downtown, and we went, and then there's this, this package waiting for us. And I opened up the package. First thing I pull this package is a pack of socks. And that same day, I'm just like, God, you're good. And wow. I mean that's small. That's that's simple, but it reminded me God knows my needs. Yeah, and he God knows how to provide for what yeah. we need. Yeah. So yeah, I was just talking to a guy at a wedding, and he was talking about how like, man, like I just I really need a lawnmower. Like yeah. I need a lawnmower <laughs> so bad. It's like the grass. Like he yeah. just didn't have a lawnmower. Whatever his lawnmower was old. Sure. And then um, and then like someone calls him and says, hey, like you know, I was wondering if you need a lawnmower. Wow. And it's just like boom. God just, knows. God just provides what we need. He knows yeah. what we need yeah. when we need it, and yeah. he provides. My wife and I um. She was debating, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I should do this new position. She transitioned out of, out of her work into a new position. But the main thing she was worried about was um, I'm not going to have benefits in EI. And so if I if I want to have another baby and we can't take mat leave, all that kind of stuff, it's just they don't offer that, whatever, with this new job. Right. And we wrestled, wrestled. Do we just stay in the old job so that we can have, you know, mat leave again if we have another child, God willing? And um and. Uh, we just kind of prayed. We prayed. We said, okay, are we depending on the government to mm-hmm. provide our needs? Mm-hmm. Like, do you actually feel called to this new job? Yes, I feel very called. 
Okay, so do we trust that God will provide what we need? Absolutely. Right. So we, she quit. She just, I believe God's going to provide. So she quits, goes to her new job, first day in orientation. Uh, we change things around. You're now actually employees, so you're going to get EI and benefits and mat leave. Cool. And so it's kind of nice. like, whoa, God, like, and it was, he just wanted that obedience of like, do you trust me? Yeah. Do you trust me? I got this. Exactly. Everything is mine. That's it. And uh, he's in control, not yeah. us in control. Yeah. And so uh, God is just really good. He is good. Yeah. And and even if there's times where you are going through a period of being in need and you're going, Lord, where are you? I thought you'd provide. There are lessons that he teaches us through those times too. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know, if I never got a package of socks, uh, God's going to be, you know, doing a work in a different way of, uh, of teaching me, strengthening me in yeah. other ways, right? Yeah. Um, and so we don't have to question or doubt yes. God when we find ourselves in need because he wants us to simply know his all-sufficiency for us, that he is the one that we ultimately need and mm-hmm. he's enough, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's so good. We le- And we learn so much in those times. Yeah. Um, and so that's so, that's so good. Um, so for the young adult who's listening... And they're just okay. Inflation's crazy, man. Like mm. I can't. Like I, I'm, I'm struggling to survive. Yeah. What does it look like for young people to live generously? Cool. Well, I love what the Bible says. Um, and, and again, in First Corinthians nine seven, not to give grudgingly or of necessity, mm. for God loves a cheerful giver. Mm. Now, anytime that I see, you know, the Bible say, here's what God loves. That's what I want to be doing. I'm like, oh, that's circle that, yeah. highlight that. God yeah. loves this. That's what I do. So God loves a cheerful giver. And I love, you know, that word in the Greek, cheerful is hilaron, where we get our word hilarious. And yeah. so God wants giving to be a, an exciting, hmm. joy-filled act for us. Hmm. And so God's not sitting there with a person uh, that's, you know, racked with debt or um, just with inflation, everything's crazy going Hey, you know what? I haven't seen you given for the last couple of weeks. Like, where is that? You know, um, <laughs> you owe me. Yeah, you owe me, right? No, <laughs> where's my cut? God wants <laughs> God wants us to be a cheerful giver, but yeah. but I would say for people that are in a difficult place, you know, set again. I think it's setting God as a priority in our life in every way and saying, mm-hmm. God, uh, you've given me this, and even though I'm in a situation that's uh, financially strained. Mm. I want to I want to honor you first and foremost. I want to mm. give to you. And and the great thing is that we're not bound to a specific amount. We're not under the law any longer. Mm. Tithing um you know was a, a principle in the Old Testament and tithe simply meant a tenth. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a starting point. Many people see that that the tithes were kind of like a, a tax system to provide for those serving in the temple with the Levites and such. And in fact, actually all the gifts went beyond a, a 10%, went, yeah. it went up towards close to 25% that they were kind of under the law to give. But we're no longer under the law. But mm-hmm. we see all through the New Testament how we're to be givers. And the model again is Jesus. Uh, and so God loves a cheerful giver. This mm-hmm. is something God loves. And uh, it's an opportunity for us to say, God, uh, this is hard for me, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do this as an act of worship because you know, worship is costly at times. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a sweetness when we come with that sacrifice before God. Yeah. 
and it's trusting God. But you're not bound to say it has to be this much. You've got to do this. God wants you to learn the principles of doing so with a cheerful, joy-filled heart because God is good, because God has already blessed us and given us much. We're indebted to him, and and we just want to give back in this act of worship to him. So I would encourage people that can easily uh, justify not giving to begin to practice the blessing of giving hmm. and the, and and do so with joy don't don't do it if you're you know yeah. uh just cursing under your breath having to give i hate yeah. that in doubt show that told me i needed to give man yeah. i can't i can't believe i have to do this but okay god fine i'll do it like don't do it under those circumstances yeah, yeah. and with that yeah. attitude yeah but pray about that and and begin to ask for a heart that is excited to give mm-hmm. and again it's never easy it's never easy to give away something, especially when it's your money. Yeah. I it's not easy for me to do so. Yeah. But yeah. I love the fact that I get to give to the Lord who's mm-hmm. blessed me immensely in many mm-hmm. ways. And the Lord can do nothing again for me for the rest of my days, but he's already done enough for me to say, yeah. My life is yours. Yeah. Everything I have is yours, God. Use it as you need. And so yeah. learn the blessing of of giving and doing so as an act of worship to God. Uh and you know, to give cheerfully because yeah. God loves it. Cheerfully is huge. You, yeah. you shared a story at church about the cheerful giver of like the five dollar bill oh, in the yeah, quarter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, can you can you share that story? That's uh, a pretty so, funny one. So a, a mom took her daughter to this church. This is not cheerful giving. This is an example of not cheerful. <laughs> so giving. A, mom, a mom took her daughter to church and gave her daughter a dollar bill and a quarter and said, "Honey, you can put whatever you want in the offering plate." And so the offering was passed around, and uh, daughter put something in the plate and. On their drive home, the mother said, hey, honey, what did you end up putting in the offering plate? And the daughter said, well, you know what? I was going to put the dollar in the offering plate, but the man behind the pulpit was talking about how we need to be a cheerful giver, and I thought I'd be a lot more cheerful if I put the quarter in. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's uh, the way we roll oftentimes, isn't yeah. it? But that's not a cheerful giver. And you also gave an analogy, which I think is super important, of like the story of like um, give, basically giving the scraps to the church. Like, yeah. You know, tell, tell that story because that's not also <laughs> a cheerful giver. We're just giving examples, folks, of what a non-cheerful giver. Well, looks and like. this is what our giving oftentimes does, right? Like, so uh, there was a story. Um, this was on the radio one time where, uh, around Thanksgiving, many many years ago, um, the Butterball Company set up a, a hotline for people to call in and <laughs> and get help with you know how to prepare their turkeys and things of like that. Amazing. So a lady calls into this hotline and says, "I've got a turkey that's been sitting in my freezer for 23 years. Is this thing safe <laughs> to eat?" And the representative from the Butterball Company says, "Well, you know what? Um, it's probably if the freezer's been uh, kept at a below zero temperature for those 23 years." It's probably safe to eat, but by that time, it's probably lost all of its flavor. I wouldn't recommend eating it. And the woman says, yeah, that's what I thought. I'll give the turkey to the church instead. <laughs> and that's kind of what we end up doing a lot of times. It's yes. like, you know what? I don't really need this thing any longer. It's pretty junky. I don't want it in my house. Church. Let me let me give that to the youth room, right? This old couch that's <laughs> yeah. got you know, dog pee stains on it. Yeah. I'm going to give that to youth ministry. Wow. And I'm going to feel so good what about it. What a blessing like, that is. Like, what a giver I am, yeah, right? Yeah. But I'm going to buy a nice new couch for myself, right? <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to buy a new couch and give it to the youth ministry, yeah. you know, or... Yeah. Uh, or give it to the in doubt show, whatever it Come is. On. But you know, um, but to to give in that way where it's just like, Lord, I'm not giving you my leftovers. I'm giving you uh, my best here. And yeah. so, that's, and, and Michelle was just reading. Giver. My wife was just reading um, 
about first fruits. Yeah. The importance of first Isn't fruits. Isn't that good? Not to give yeah. the scraps. The first fruits is actually, it's it's sacred. Yeah. And she she always tells me, oh, that fr- it's not even ours. Like we can't, we have, like it shouldn't even be in our home. Yeah. Don't that touch it. It's like sacred first fruits. So we don't give the scraps. We give the very best, the very beginning. Yeah. And and when you give the first fruits, you're taking a step of faith because you're saying, here's what, I've got something right now mm-hmm. and we need this, but God, I'm going to give it to you first. And I'm trusting you yeah. that the rest of the crops are going to come in. Yeah. I mean, that's that was a big deal. Yeah. And so they gave the first fruits, but in in trust that God was going to provide then the rest of it, right? Yeah. And that's what we do. Like, you know, we we can hold on so tightly to things instead of holding Lucy to it and saying, God, it's already yours. I want to give mm-hmm. you the first fruits. I want to give you the best. I'm going to trust you yeah. for the rest. And many people who are faithful givers have seen time and time again. God just come through and provide. Yeah, so good, man. That's so good. Well, I was like, this is a good time. This is a good time. Yeah. Usually we do like, you know, we record some intros and outros, but I feel like this is just different. We're <laughs> all here good. together. This yeah, is really this is good. Awesome. Lots it's of been great, great takeaways. Guys. Love this it. is so fun. And uh, we really appreciate you being on third chair. The third and, wheel uh, right here. Third I, I love being the third wheel. Anybody Here's music that should needs be like a, a chaperone <laughs> on their dates, third wheel right here. I'll take it. <laughs> Riverside.com. No, uh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't hire him. That would be a oh, terrible. No. That would okay. be but I guess like the squeaky wheel, I guess oh, it's the squeaky, the squeaky third wheel. wheel. Maybe he could be the squeaky. Maybe Thank we you. update okay. his uh, theme music. It's just a squeaky yeah. wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. But we I appreciate you, bro. And um, lots to take away. Uh, but uh, get a biblical perspective yeah. of generosity. It's not to receive anything back. It's to say, thank you, Lord, for everything that you've given. You don't give to get. You give because you, you already you got. got. Amen. That's so good. And um, uh, we're grateful for you to tune in. We're grateful for you to tune in. Grateful for you to tune in. Thank you for our, our guy in the back here, just making sure we didn't catch fire with that camera. Uh, again, fiscal year end. Perfect opportunity Yay. to remind you one more time. Opportunity <laughs> but, um, to give generously. Opportunity to give and cheerfully. Cheerfully. Hilariously. Yeah. Hilariously, actually. Uh, but uh, we love you guys. Happy Monday. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday.